Hey, I just want to share this great review we got from L. Schubert. I have been craving this kind of conversation, exclamation point. I grew up in a conservative Christian environment and was taught you must wait until marriage to have sex. As a 30-year-old woman who still considers herself a Christian but isn't married and doesn't believe it's a sin, quote-unquote, to have sex before marriage, although I still haven't had intercourse yet, this conversation is important. I've been working on finding the intersection of my sexuality and faith, along with still craving intimacy on all levels while in the dating world, and also wanting to be the healthiest person I can on all accounts. Way to go. These combos have been life-giving to me. Thank you. It's beautiful. Thank you so much for this review. And if you can, leave reviews because it helps our algorithm. (laughs) She's like, what are these words? (laughs) She looked at Luke and said, algorithm. <laughs> you she's can't handle the, it. She's got the brain hands up. Yeah, that's it's it. perfect. That's good. So we're going to cut right there. Okay. Hey, you. Yeah, you. The one that complained that Fun Parts wasn't nearly randy enough. Well, this is Fun Parts After Dark. So put your hair up, take your hair down. I don't care what you do with your hair. Just come on in. Welcome, friends, hey. to uh, an- <laughs> the other friends. Oh, oh, the, the, oh, the friends that are listening. Yes. Hi. Hey, 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 friends. Hi, people. So this is Fun Parts After Dark. I had to think of which show we were doing right now. <laughs> This is fun parts it's after dark. After we dark. have been recording all day long, really all day long. Help we're us. exhausted. Pretty kind of heavy conversations, and so we're unwinding a little bit with a little bit of alcohol and and just enjoying continuing the conversation in a little more raw format. And so, uncooked. What, what we do, <laughs> what we do on these episodes is I'm just going to draw a question pretty much at random out of okay. this stack of questions that we have and I will read it and you all are welcome to answer. We all are welcome we to answer. We all are. Ans- yeah, we're well, gonna, aren't you? Us, not the forward, listeners, though. but us. Correct. Well, they can well, answer, they can answer too. Oh, sure. and, then, and, you know, who knows? That'd in be the, great. Yeah. In the privacy of their own homes. Oh, yeah, okay, right. here we go. What are the guiding principles or questions to consider when determining if one is ready to have sex? I'll read it one more time. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. What are the guiding principles or questions to consider when determining if one is ready to have sex? Oh, I love this question. Actually, it's kind of a delicious engagement of where are you? So personally, I would have two different answers. I'm curious to see what everybody else has to say. But sex is about a physical nakedness, but it's also about a willingness to be able to open yourself up to another person and recognize that what you're both seeking is pleasure. Hmm. So what are some guiding principles or guiding questions? I think one of the, the first thing I would say, and dependent upon age, I feel like in, for younger people, like saying, well, yeah, okay, youth, we could say youth or, but also I want to say for people that are like hormones are raging So it is youth. You're right. It's youth. But there's this element of how comfortable are you being naked with yourself first? And are you willing to take all of who you are to another person and engage with their nakedness? Because 
I think oftentimes what happens is a lot of times first encounter sex, like regardless of whether or not it's your first time having it or first encounter you're having with this individual, there's this curiosity and there's this intriguing, like, how far are we going to go? Or can we actually get there? Or, oh my gosh, you're just, you look so hot in this, the way you look right there. But if we don't recognize what's actually the driving force behind that desire to go there, we're going to be looking for the other person to somehow fulfill something. And that's where I just will keep going back to, I think it's so very important that we recognize another person cannot fulfill something for us that is actually ours to hold. So my question would be is how comfortable are you with your own nakedness and nakedness, I'm using air quotes there, of being vulnerable with another human being. And then also I'm going to say, how comfortable are you with your body being revealed in a nude way to another human being? Which I'm not a big proponent on, and I would totally say this to any youth, the backseat of a car is kind of a cheesy place to actually engage in something this intimate. And I think it's meant to be treasured a little bit more. And so, and I want to say your body's worth treasuring, their body's worth treasuring. I mean, there's like, it's an incredible exploration. The backseat of a car, if that's where you're having it, my concern would be, oh, isn't it worth something more? If Like the passenger seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the passenger seat. But I think that there is something for this element of being able to recognize how do I value myself and in that, can I then value another? I think, thank you, Becky. I think that speaks to some pre cognitive thinking, you know, beyond just in the moment. Yes. And I like what Latifah said in a previous episode about, can I be really honest about the cost that this would take away from me or the other person or Mm -hmm. some other person, some other, right. And I think, again, that's not something you can ask and answer in that moment. Not in that moment. You can't. But I think if you're thoughtful to say, I don't know that I'm ready until I've asked that question, Hmm. you know, because this is not just for me and I don't want to put a heavy you know, thing over sex at all times. Sometimes I feel like, oh my gosh, we just overthink it at so many levels. But on another level, if you don't think about it enough to say like, is this going to cost me or the person I'm engaging with something precious, then you're probably not ready. Yeah. I think. Do you think at that age, when you're talking about youth, I'm just thinking back to myself, like, yeah. Would you be actually comfortable with your body at that age? I don't know. Like just, well, I want to say that's been a lifelong journey for me. Yeah. You know? And so if that were my criteria, would I still? Well, I think that the other (laughs) thing too is when you're talking about youth, their prefrontal cortex is not even developed. So they're not thinking in a logical term. They're not going to do logic at all. So logic and reason is kind of whoops, blown out the window. But I think there is an element of being able to teach people that our hormones may respond before our mind actually engages. And so I think that's a responsible way to teach kids about their body is, you know what, your hormones are going to get hot and heavy really quickly. And that's not a bad thing, 
but we need to recognize it takes time for your brain to actually catch up. So helping kids see that sex is more than just a hormonal response. It is actually something that is about a relational response. It's about something that I want, and I have said this to both my kids, I want you to have a lot of great sex. I really want you to have great sex. But I also want you to recognize that hormones don't define the great sex. So just be aware that your hormones are going to be driving the ship for a while and you need to have some really good access, or I would say, this is a language I would use now, you really need some good tugboat <laughs> guidance <laughs> guiding that ship because mm. it's going to want to just take off and go in a certain direction. And so what's actually steering that? So there again, I really do believe that kids can have responsible conversations, but if all the conversations about sex for teens or youth are coming from just other teens and youth, they're going to have a similar and a common denominator that they're going to be operating from. That's why I love talking to teens or youth about sex because I'm like, can I give you a, a long-term perspective? I mean, not, I'm not here to shame these hormones. I think they're great. They're awesome. I wish I had them at 60 <laughs> <laughs> at times. In fact, my physician's assistant said to me one time, she goes, you know, sex is really wasted on the young those, all those hormones. And I'm like, yeah, now this wisdom and like, dang, I wish I had a few more of those hormones yeah. to last. But it's like, but I'm grateful that I'm not just hormonally driven, that I'm actually intention and relationally driven. So I would think the honest first question is, wait, my body wants this. Do I want this? It's good. Fun Parts After Dark is produced, edited, and mixed by that tall drink of water, Luke Bronner. Our artwork is by the one and only Alan Lusink. This music was composed, produced, and licensed by the fine, fine folks at Blue Dot Sessions. Oh, and be sure to follow us on social media at Fun Parts Podcast. We may just follow you right back. Until next time. So long, friend.